<laughs> I mean, I, I came out to LA for the weekend, so I'm with my homies. I'm in the way right now, so sorry for the surroundings. Uh, right it, it's all good, man. LA or New York? Because yeah. I know you're from New York, so. I, yeah, I'm from New York. I'm in LA for the weekend, though. Are you an LA so, guy, yeah. though? More than New York? No, I, no I'm not. Really, the city's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I came out to meet a couple people and to also catch up with some friends, so, you know. That's always That's cool, good, man. but where, where you where you based out of? I'm out I'm out of Connecticut, but I went to St. John's in New York and Queens. So oh fire, fire, yeah. fire, fire! I got a lot of homies that went to St. John's. That's fire. Oh yeah, well I'm not surprised yeah. because you know New York, St. John's. Yeah. But what's funny is most of the people I know that went to St. John's came from out of town. <laughs> so that's, that's it's, it's actually not like the locals that I know that went to St. John's. All my homies from like Maryland, D.C. and stuff like that. <laughs> um, Yeah, we have a lot of Maryland and D.C. people that came to St. John's. So. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. That's tight, man. Thank you for making it. Hold on one second. Sorry about that. Oh, it's all good. Put on my seatbelt real quick. But yeah, man, thank you for taking time to do this, man. How long have you known Richard Dean? Uh, I've known Richard Dean for about now. We're coming up close to a year, like in October. How about you? I've known her for about seven years now, man. We we met randomly uh, actually through Twitter because when I had when I first like uh, a couple months before I put out my first album, I put out a single and a video, and you know people were supporting it online, and one of my friends, I just added her and Grunge Cake. And was like, yo, y'all got to check this out. And she reposted it on the, on the website that day. And then, like, ever since then, you know, she's, she'll reach out. And then we just built, like, a real friendship. So, yeah. Build a relationship. She's getting you connections yeah. and helping you out. Yeah, she's a real Listen, one. Man, she was one of the realest. Like, for real, for real, for real, dog. So, like, I'm, I, I, I'm happy to work with her right now, man. Very happy. Absolutely, man. I want to get all into it because you were originally starting out, like, at the age of six or seven. But... You took piano lessons when you were younger, then you quit them because you didn't feel like doing them anymore. There was just no passion in them. Yeah, I didn't I didn't enjoy that that setting. It was very structured. I was about seven when I started on piano. And I, honestly, like eight, nine, I ain't like it, man. I ain't like the teachers, you know? And I just, not, to my to my father's dismay, I, <laughs> I quit. Yeah, but I grew up like, I, I still kept it because I was in the church choir my, my, most of my life until college and stuff, man. So like, I was always around it piano and music and stuff like that you actually didn't want to get into pop and r&b at first sight because you wanted to do more rock type of things well yeah because i just i don't know coming up i, I like i start the reason i even started with music so late just because it wasn't interesting to me <laughs> like <laughs> the industry side of it so like when i did find an interest in it it was on the more alternative rock side so I kind of like, I would make beats for R&B singers and for rappers and stuff, but like, I didn't want to do that personally. But I was, I was too early. I was too early on that way, being a black dude trying to make rock music. It wasn't, nobody was jacking it in 2011. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. What would you say were some of your rock influences? Because I know you oh, were man. a big Dipset fan and you were into anime. So where did the rock influences come from? So the rock influences, uh, Radiohead. N.E.R.D. because Pharrell is my number one inspiration and all this shit. <laughs> and uh, Muse, you know the band Muse, the British band? Yes. Yeah, so Matt Bellamy is like one of those super weird old mega talented dudes. And and like, I just thought it was so wavy, man. Like their early, like their first like three, four albums are like really, really, really awesome. So that's that's where the rock influence definitely comes from. Those, you, I would say those three for sure. 
basketball was something that was a part of your life early on and you got a serious ankle injury in 2007 and you were on like crutches for three months yeah that's so yeah that's how i got into music in the first place um in 2000 like I, i went to university of maryland honestly because i thought i was good enough to walk on the basketball team and in 07 i felt like i was like really 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 great and i got hurt man got hurt man and i i so i thought i broke my goddamn ankle <laughs> to be honest with you and i was on crutches for a month started playing piano again and i actually reached out to my dad and i was like hey man you know you always wanted me to play piano and get into the music stuff and i was like hey man i really don't want to do it and i and i thought it was like a crazy ass thing to ask because i got a phantom x6 the, the old rolling keyboard mm-hmm. and that shit was like two thousand dollars and he just sent me the money like no I, I thought it was like the craziest thing for me to ask and he was like well i did always want you to do it and he that day sent me the money to go buy the shit and i was like in awe i was like thanks <laughs> i did not expect you to do that at all and that's how this whole shit started man that's how it started. And, yeah, and just hearing yeah. about your journey from there, because you actually took the risk in moving out to L.A. Yeah, man, I moved out here in 2010. Uh, and it was interesting at that time, man. I, I learned a lot, man. I got to like I got to work with artists who, you know, they, they it, you know, they, their careers never like they didn't blow up or nothing like that. But they were like actively working. And so you got to see like I got to learn the professional side of it. Like I was in the studio every day. I got to learn studio decorum and how to you know how to maneuver making in tons there. of beats yeah making beats but just it's to survive so like, too it, it, it's that the survival part but it's honestly more of just the like how to how to exist and cordially in those spaces because it's different man like every artist is different some are temperamental some are more mercurial you know what i mean like exactly. so i got i got that crash course where it's like learn how to be a producer you know what i mean learn how to address the needs of the artists because that's what you're here for you're not here to be the star of the show you know mm-hmm. so that's that's really la really taught me that when i was out here in 2010 when out in la you connected with a special person amber and you even sung about her in your songs mm-hmm. and she was mm-hmm. paying for your groceries to even make beats. and amber melody man i, yeah. I she, she was like a megastar in my eyes at the time man and like she really held it down dog like she really, really held it down, and I, I, every time I see her, like we, 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 you know, we drifted apart. So I haven't seen her since like 2017. But every time I, back then when I saw her, I ultimate praise, ultimate thank you. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Because she didn't have to do none of the stuff she was doing for me, man. Is it true? I was reading online that you had some potential work back in the day with Fifty Cent. So through her, she, so she was recording a song that I produced at Record Plant, mm-hmm. a big studio out here. And 50 Cent was next door, heard the beat, laid down 12 bars, and the song never came out. <laughs> <laughs> like, I thought it was going to be some shit that I was going to change. It's, it's 50 Cent in 2011, so he was still actively making music, you know? So I'm like, oh, I'm, oh, I'm about to be on. And, you know, whatever happened with her and her management team, it just, the song never came out, man. Have you had the chance to run in the 50 Cent at all in, in recent I've never, years? I've never met 50, no. Man. I'd love to still hear that track, though. Uh, listen, I would love to play it for him because I'm 1,000% he forgot <laughs> that he ever did that <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, man. But one day, we'll see. One day I might run into dude. Yeah. New York's trying still. to kill me. Mm-hmm. Is that the reason why you moved out to L.A.? Because you felt as though you weren't getting anywhere in New York and you had to find new opportunities? No. it's the. Uh, I was just, I'm from New York. was there my whole life. It's the reason. I just left because I wanted to see other, other things. That's why I went to the University of Maryland. 
And then that's why after graduation in 2009, I uh, ended up moving back to, I moved back home to New York for a little bit. And then I was like back and forth between New York and Maryland. My buddies in Maryland was like, yo, let's go to LA. And I was like, yep. <laughs> I just went to see stuff, man. You know, I was really 18 straight years in New York. And I was like, yeah, I, I get it. I get what's going on here. <laughs> like, <laughs> what were some of the tribulations that you say you'd face throughout your time out in LA when you were going out there to pursue music and you were making beats? Um, honestly, uh, the number one hurdle was, was kind of like understanding the work, like being honest with myself, like understanding the actual talent level it takes to even almost make it, you know what I mean? Because I was around these like people who, I was around a lot of older artists Mm -hmm. at the time who were like, at the time, the most talented people I've ever seen in my life. And I'm like, yo, you didn't make it? Thank God, how good do I have to be? <laughs> like, and that's really that, that was that that was a hurdle because you know I I learned the difference between like making beats and being a musician. But like I also saw there were people who could do both things and they still didn't make it. So I was like, I gotta be excellent. I can't be okay. Like that shit don't cut it, man. So it was it it was a battle within myself that was the hardest that was the hardest thing to like really wake up every day and work and understand what real work meant you know and that changed for me we've seen all the talented people out there in the industry what do you think it is that played in the fact that they didn't make it do you think the game is just so oversaturated that it's difficult for everyone to make it nowadays especially with social media because everyone wants to be a star in the industry um you know it's funny it's it's it, i think it's very different for different people have their own different stories their own different journeys so i don't i don't think i could i don't think it would be fair to say one reason or another you know what i mean yeah like i think i think it's true like it's really singular man and everybody goes through their own shit so like i could tell you for me what what, what like i'm 35 now you know what i mean and i'm still going at it and it's like for me, I've had to, I've always been good at adjusting. I've always been good at like staying actually ahead of the curve because I embrace everything. Like I got homies my age that's from Brooklyn and hate Brooklyn drill. And I'm like, how? <laughs> like, like, what do you mean? What do you mean you don't like, like you know what I mean? Like I, I've never been one of those dudes at all, but like, yeah, for me, it's just been like understanding that it takes, it takes time and it takes patience. Cause like, Nicki Minaj had a quote mad years ago where she was like, it took her 20 years to become an overnight success. <laughs> and I think that's, that, that would be, I think that's a lot, I, I could say that's a lot of people's hurdle is the lack of uh, patience. So a lot of people quit too early. Like I got a lot of homies, especially dudes I went to college with that like, they, you know, they we graduated, you know, you got to go get a job, you got to do that. And they quit. And I'm like, you were great. Why'd you stop? <laughs> because it didn't happen in four years? Like, that's crazy. Like, it takes 12 years to become a doctor. Why do you think it takes two seconds to become a fucking world-famous artist? <laughs> like, so I, I think, don't know, man. I think what's what's discouraging sometimes is that you have cases where there's people that are kind of just handed the ropes out of nowhere, where there's mm-hmm, people mm-hmm. like you who, who are 35 still putting in the work, but then there's someone mm-hmm. that really just gets on in no time and it's like lightning in a bottle. How come you think that there's situations like that where there's people that don't have to put in enough work and is you think it's just luck and lightning in a bottle? I think it's life. Like I, I tell people all the time, like I I grew up in Crown Heights. Mm-hmm. 
I'm one of maybe two friends, three friends that grew up with both their parents. I'm lucky. That's luck. So everybody has their own luck distributed differently. So some people, their luck is that they put out one song and, and they, they blow up. That's not my luck. My luck is I've been doing this for 10 years. <laughs> and, and I'm cool with that because guess what? I, under, I understood that very early because I, I started late anyway. Like I tell you, I didn't put out a real album until 2016. I was 29 when I put out a, a real album, you know? I was active and producing for people and stuff like that. But like, I, I just understand that like, it's different for everybody, man. Like, and I don't, I think a lot of people get dismayed by that because they, they get jealous of people that get on fast. And I'm like, that's their dream. You don't know what they've been through. And you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like that's, that's their blessing. Like be happy. Just, I'm just happy for that. Like I have friends that make music and stuff and I'm just happy for them. You know, cause I, I'm good in life. I'm cool. <laughs> like, so I don't know, man. Like it's like I said, I don't I don't even get into that. All I can speak for myself is that a hurdle for me is patience. Every it's an everyday battle with that, and I'm cool, man. And it's just I love it, so it's nothing to me. In, in retrospect, in, in this full 360 right now, and you continue to grind, it's kind of like when Kanye was early on in his career because you you were making beats. Mm-hmm. When when did the decision come that you wanted to fully translate and transition into becoming an artist and are you facing some of the hurdles that he faced early on in his career? Um, the transition, the transition actually happened when that Fifty Cent song never came out. Like wow. I was, I was like, wait, I gotta do this shit myself. I gotta do this myself, man, because artists, artists have different levels of uh, endurance, different levels of dedication. You know what I mean? So here I am thinking that the artist I was working with, Amber. You know, and I don't know her situation behind the scenes, so I'm not trying to, you know what I mean? Like, but I'm just saying, like, for me, I was like, oh, I thought that was the the golden ticket. And then it wasn't. So I was like, okay, I, I can't depend on her because she might have factors going on in her own life that, you know, yeah, are, are derailing things. So I was like, I was like, number one, it's actually not fair on me to rely on her. As much as love as she showed me, you know, buying me groceries and shit. I was like, that was over, you know, that was a, an abundance of love she showed me. So I was just like, it's not fair for me to put all this dependence on her. I got to do some shit on my own. And if I, if I, if I embark on an artist career, I could still do production stuff too. So it was kind of like a no-brainer for me. That's right. And I could definitely see you doing so much production work for different types of fields of genre in the, in the industry. Yeah. Like, kind of like what Jay-Z did with Linkin Park. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. And that's actually why I came out to L.A. because I'm, I'm getting into uh, scoring for TV and movies and stuff like that. So my buddies who I'm with right now, I'll show you, waiting for me in the car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but one of my homies, uh, they both work in film. One of my, one of my buddies is an actor, director. My other buddy who works on the production side. So they got some friends out here they wanted to introduce me to to help me get into that world. So like, yeah, man, it's it's that's the one good thing that's... Uh, better about this era than when I first started is that if people are more accepting of you being multifaceted, you know, they, they're not so quick to put you in a box like, oh, you're an artist, you're a producer. You're... So like when you bring up Kanye, I haven't really like gone through those type of struggles, especially except for in the beginning when I was trying to make rock music and people were like, nah, <laughs> like, and it was good. 
the people and because no no one was like nah it's trash they were like nah i don't get it so yeah living color though they had success you said who living color i don't know is that a band yeah it's like a band from back in the day oh yeah i don't know that band yeah, yeah. i don't know them but no, I'm, you know, artists have like black rock artists have had success. It just that, that wasn't in the that wasn't in the cards for me. So you know, took the R and B route. I had to develop. I had to evolve. I had to put my pride to the side and be like, if I, if, if I really care about this music shit, I gotta try something else. And you're doing it, and it's good to see that you're experimenting into the acting world because that's something I'm doing for myself as well. Because you gotta be able to just adapt to any lane, and you never know that acting path could take off quicker than the music path, you know, and vice versa. You never know. You gotta be open minded. For real, and it's and it's about being humble about it, man. Because like I tell my friends all the time, I, I know I'm good, but no one, it's not promised that I make it in as the face as the front facing thing. I might make it as a uh, composer. I might make it as an engineer. You know, and, and I'm cool with that because the, the point of all this is that I love music. It's not that I love being famous or the love the, you know, that stuff like that. It's like, you know, if I love money, I wouldn't be doing this. <laughs> you can make way more money, way easier doing some other shit, you know what I mean? So, yeah, you're following your passion and your calling. Yeah, man, and it's fun. It's fun, man. Like it, 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 I wake up every day, I can, I can, I wake up every day and can create. I can create some stuff that didn't exist the day before, and that's really fulfilling. That's what you do it for, it's for the love and the passion. Alex Tume, yeah. you met him through social media and became close friends with him, and he's just been someone that's been willing to engineer and work with you yep. since day one. He is one of those resources, like. I was talking about luck before. That's a dude that I'm lucky to have as a friend because he's taught me so much. He's always there to be like critical when necessary because he's just, he's a very honest dude. And it's like, yeah, man, that's 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 my luck right there to have a friend like that. So like, he's been he's been instrumental. I, honestly, like in my development, I don't think I would be this good if I never met Alex. I I, I can say that very confidently. What would you say is the most important thing that you learned from him on the engineer side of music? that you were able to incorporate. And that's the reason why you say that you're having this success that you are with the music now. Uh, the most important thing I learned from him is how to make my music not sound shitty. <laughs> <laughs> because as, a, as an artist, you, you're in your own little bubble. All artists think everything they do is great. So to have someone at that level be able to, like if I send him a song, and he's like he he, he and, and the reason we get along well because he 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 never judges the creative like the actual music it's the technical stuff mm. you know what I mean like the technical he'll be like yo your vocals sound like shit do this obviously if he doesn't like the song he'll be like oh, I don't really like that song which is fair but most of his critique comes on the technical side which is very important because when you're make like for me, I'm producing the song, I'm writing the song, I'm I'm in that I'm in the bubble. So to have somebody burst that bubble and be like, hey, actually, this shit could be better. This you, you should try a different snare, you should, you know what I mean? Like that's invaluable. And I was never too arrogant to dismiss that critique, you know? And I always made sure to do that because it's like, you don't have to do anything. He doesn't need me at all. <laughs> You know, definitely so applied that to your career and just kept on rolling from there and yeah he's worked with young he's close with young thug free young thug yeah, but man. that's someone that you would love Facts. to work with as well as like drake and future uh, and ariana grande 
come on, man. Like, if I ever got a chance to work with those that that list you just those little people you just listed, that would be incredible, man. That would be incredible. But you know, that's why I'm, that's why I'm still working because I believe I could get to that level one day. You know, yeah, you can, and and even it, you could even just go into like the tip of the surface by saying that, hey, maybe I don't have to make a song with them, but I could help them out production wise or do some writing or. Exactly that. Like we, I was just telling my buddy we were listening to Vince Staples album because I hadn't listened to new one. I hadn't listened to it yet, so he's playing the shit. And I'm like, yo, this is actually really, really good. And I was telling him, I was like, he's an artist I would like to work with because I, I, I hear his stuff and I'm like, yo, the ceiling is like the potential for him as an artist. Like that's just exciting to me because his stuff is great right now. And those are the type of artists where it's like he's willing to try things, he's willing to experiment. And those people you listed, the futures, thugs. Drake, that's why they're them. They're willing to take risks. And those are the type of artists I would love to work with, man. On any in any facet. Feature, production, anything. So yeah, man. It'll be coming soon. I think so. <laughs> I think so, man. I think so, man. So like fingers crossed, Doc. <laughs> hard work's gotta pay off eventually. I always say that because some people say, Oh, well, sometimes hard work doesn't pay off, but it's gotta, because it's like, why did I do all this for nothing? It just doesn't it- equate. I think it pays off. It just doesn't always pay off the way people want it to. And people mm. don't, and people are willing to accept that. And that's one thing I've been very willing to accept. Like, and shit, first of all, like I was telling my buddies in the car yesterday, like I've fully come to like ex- accept the fact that nothing will happen when I want it to happen. Like I don't get to control the timing or none of this stuff, but yeah, man, like the, I, I agree with you. The hard work does pay off. It just may not pay off how you think you thought it would. Or how you exactly how you wanted it to so yeah yeah i agree man and it's important that you embrace that and you continue to go because you're an inspiration to tons of people out there you know and, and just looking at it it doesn't matter how old you are in the industry now and you can make it at any age it, in my opinion it all depends on just the talent level i agree with you and i, I think it should never matter how old you were it just it all it depends on what you're trying to do though like if you're 45 trying to relate to 18 year olds, that's you, you, you might not work. That might not work depending on how you're trying to relate to them. Cause you ever, I, th- I, I like in the, like the alternative pop world, like, like the David Bowie's and that type of, you know what I mean? Like David Bowie before he, he passed away and like, he would go on tour and it's all age range, age ranges at the shows. No one cares how old he is. Cause he's just wavy. <laughs> like, but if you're trying to do like, if you're trying to, I don't know, if you're trying to mimic that particular young people's type shit, like, you know what I mean? If you're trying to do it and and be corny with it, like, you're going to be corny. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> but if you're waving, you're going to be waving and nobody cares. Prince, I heard, is a huge influence to you and just learning I mean, about his two. discography early on as yeah. well. And just how he was putting out albums that mm-hmm. weren't engineered to up to the level of expertise mm-hmm. and he dropped it that was the way he wanted it to be listen man he, he's my he's the second inspiration for me man because like that's like that i mean that's prince dog like, <laughs> like he he's the king of the i'll do it all myself don't worry like <laughs> sometimes to a detriment you know what i mean but i i just respect people that like say fuck it i'll just do it myself Exactly. He hustled and he grinded and he's got it. He's got tons of albums. And even if you look at like the vault, when people said that after he died, what they found in the vault, they said he's got thousands of thousands of records. 
I actually went to Paisley Park and saw all that shit, man. It's, wow. It, like, it's, yeah, it's thousands. It's thousands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a lot. It's Prince a lot is definitely one of the best to do it. And, you know, I feel yeah. as though, like, he's always gotten credit. But I feel mm-hmm. as though after he passed away is when he really got his credit. Because I've heard a lot of people say, unfortunately, that, all oh, to me, Prince was just a second tier Michael Jackson. Have you heard people say that before? Yeah, idiots. Yeah. <laughs> Very <laughs> foolish people have said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't agree with that. At all, but that's that's the beauty of art in general. It's all subjective. There's no objectivity. Michael Jackson is <laughs> a vocalist, untouchable. But if you look at Prince, Prince is an actual artist and musician because he experimented with everything. And that's why he's one of my inspirations. Because look, the truth of the matter is, is when you take those risks and experiment, everything's not But that's the beauty of the whole journey. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to do something. You're going to try some shit. And it may not be fire. And you're going to be like, all right, I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> it's just that simple. So yeah, man, that's why that's why Prince is my guy. Same with, same with Pharrell. Like, there are tons of Pharrell songs, tons of Pharrell beats, Neptune's beats, where it's like, eh, they think that's not the best one, but 99% of them are great. <laughs> that's why he's who he is, you know? Exactly. What do you think that makes you unique in this industry that no artist has brought to the table before besides, you know, the rock influences? What do you think is this something that when people look at Tony Thames that just stands out completely from everyone else in the industry right now? Um, I, I would like people to take from me, like, the power of, just confidence and believing in yourself. Like for instance, like I, I had I had like a crossroads at like age twenty four, <laughs> because like it's genetically like I I had great hairs in my hair like in my head since I was like fifteen. Wow. But at like twenty four, it started showing up here, and it was an interesting crossroads crossroads to me because I was it was like okay, am I gonna be the guy that put the just for men in my beard every morning? <laughs> like, and I was like, fuck no. I was like, I'm, I, this is me. So I'm going to rock this shit. I'm going I'm to be the guy that when I have a beard, I, some people might think I'm 45. When I don't have the beard, they'll think I'm 25 when I got the clean shaving. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm cool with that. And, and, and I want people to take that from me. I want people to like understand the value of being yourself 1,000% of the times so and how powerful that is. Because like when I'm out, especially back in New York, when I'm out and about, New York is a, is an interesting city. Like you, you obviously hung out in New yeah. York, so like you know, like you running, you could be at a spot and it's every age range in there. It's twenty one year old motherfuckers in there. It might be some fifty year old people in the corner. You know what I mean? And what's always been fascinating to me is that no one cares. I could be, I, my, my beard could be out to here, and no one gives a fuck. Because it, again, if you're cool, you're cool. If you wavy, you wavy, and that's it. That's all that fucking matters. So, exactly. like, I embracing want yourself. That, yeah, and I, I want that to be the takeaway from what I do because you, uh, you know, you uh, your, your research is impeccable. So, thank you for that, man. So, I like, appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I, I hope you. I hope you. I hope it comes across in the music. That's 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 what I say. Like, that, I, I want. Like nowadays, it's. I think it was. I think it's foolish for artists to want to stand out just based on their like the sonics of their music because there's so much shit. There's so many, like, there are no more real genres. 
It's all so one like, genre now. They're, they're even calling hip hop pop. Yeah, exactly. So like, I want people to 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 to, to connect with me past that. I want to. I want like I want if I if I could pick my legacy, I would want it to be that. I would be like this. Mother, I fuck with Tony Thames because he exudes this confidence and this this optimism about himself and his pursuits in art. If you could think of one artist, who do you think blended all the genres together into pop? Because I have a theory. I, I feel like it's Drake at times because he can just do anything, hop on a cl- mm-hmm. Now he could do 90s house music. He, he's so, done everything, R&B, hip hop. Drake is oh, one of the greatest artists of all time. Anybody that hates him, Drake, is just a pure hater. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just that, it's just that simple, though. He's one of the greatest artists of all time, though. Like that, that's the that that's the only thing that should be ever said about him. Any any critique, any no, just keep it to yourself. It's it's, it's you just a hater. That's it, dog. I agree. I was listening to his first mixtape earlier today, "Room for Improvement," um, and he can prove yeah. that he can rap like a New York hip hop artist. He had bars. Dog, he's one of the greatest rappers of all yeah. time as well. I agree I, with it, that. It, it, it's, it's despite the ghostwriting rumors, I do agree with it though. But those that was fake. Yeah. Because uh, you know what a ghostwriter doesn't get their name in the credits. That that shit was always funny to me with the whole Quentin Miller thing, like, yeah. oh, like <laughs> with bro, the meat mill beef and everything. Yeah, bro, his name is in the credits. How is that a ghostwriter? Like he helped write the song. He could have wrote the whole song. So what? <laughs> Drake wasn't hiding that from us. You just you just didn't read the credits. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what makes it easier to hide it now is the fact because. We don't have CDs anymore, so you can't see that. When you used to have the booklets, they they would they would always expose everything: producers, the writers. Yeah, but but guess what, bro? We have Wikipedia. Yeah, that's true. So people are always on their detective work. The haters yeah, are definitely dead. on their detective work. No, but they weren't because the haters just wanted to hate. They didn't do any research <laughs> at all. <laughs> hold, hold on one second. I'm going to take these things. My headphones are dying. I'm going to switch oh, over to speakerphone. Sorry about that. No, it's all good. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. But yeah, man, the haters, the haters did no research at all. And I found that whole thing hilarious. And I love that Drake just vibed through it and kept making better. He just like, he was like, oh yeah, I want to be, I'm going to just get better. And I was like, that's the vibe. That's, that's the energy right there. That's what, that's what people, that's what people should support and endorse. That's why I love Rick Ross to this day. Rick Ross was like, oh, I'm a, I'm a CEO. Eh, anyway, here's five thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> oh, he, yeah, he like, definitely is blocking out right, the noise. Keep... You say what? He's definitely blocking out the noise because yeah, I saw dog. Gilly was going at him on Twitter on his show. Listen, man, who cares, dog? Who cares? First of all, that was that that little situation is hilarious because Rick Ross is right. NFTs are stupid. Crypto is dumb. Uh, he, Rick Ross is right. I go buy cattle. That's real, right there. Yeah. <laughs> and also, it's his opinion. If he feels that way, why are you mad? Like, exactly. uh, you know, everyone's I mean? entitled to their own opinion, especially when it's something like that. Because guess what? I, I what I said just now, NFTs are dumb, blah blah. That's how I feel. But guess what? There are some people that made money off that shit, a lot of money, and good for them. I think people. I think people get mad because that market's way, 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 way down right now, and it's cool. But it, it, like I said, man, all that's. That's just just really funny to me, all that stuff. But I like I I love Rick Ross. I love Drake. <laughs> like I just I really respect people that like are truly themselves. Whether you think it's corny, whether you think it's whatever, and, and that's my number one. The coolest thing you can be is yourself. Mm. Everybody ain't gonna like you. It's cool. Like Max B said, stay away from anyone unwavy. Yeah, bro, 
Max B. That's one of the goats right there, bro. He he is one of the motherfuckers that changed music on the LO. On the Lolo, like motherfuckers been jacking his shit for the past decade. Tony Thames, I want to get into this next segment here because you spoke about wanting to make fun projects again. Going mm-hmm. back to making something fun. Mm-hmm. What can we expect from you next? In which you are uh, fully dived into this, you know, it's a pat. You have passion projects. This this next album I'm working on is insane. It's just it's very. I, I want to make an album that's fun to perform. That's my biggest thing. Like so, I already know, man. Like I already know a couple. Like a song I put out a couple months ago called "Pretty Girl Anthem." Like I already knew that it would take months for people to tap in properly. Cause it's very, very weird and different, you know, even the delivery and like the vocal delivery, it's very different. And I'm, uh, like I said, I'm willing to roll the dice on stuff like that because I know it's good. I just know that it's not part of, it doesn't sound like anything happening right now. So that automatically is going to add a learning curve or a listening curve, whatever you want to call it to, for people to tap in. So like my album is full of that, full of that really high energy, really like, not dance like in the club type dancing, but like at a show, like going crazy at a show. Like that's that's the type of album I'm working on right now. So look out for 11 to 12 tracks of just energy. Do you have a title in mind and a time expectancy on it? I do have a title. The time keeps changing because I keep getting, like at first I was going to mix it myself, but um, my Alex Tume is going to mix the album for me. And um, so, you know, that I'm going to have to be patient with that because he's a very busy guy. So, you know, if he's offered to mix it for me. So I was like, I got to, again, keyword patience. <laughs> got to be patient with it. But the title is uh, it's a play on Kendrick's album, Good Kid, Mad City. That's tough. <laughs> uh, my album is going to be Good Fit, Sad City. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's like, again, even the title, I'm just having fun, man. Like, what do I like? Dressing nice. What is New York? A sad ass city. Wow. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Oh man. Acting work. Is there anything that you're currently working on? Or is this is just you're just getting your feet wet? These are the beginning um, stages. Um, with the and it's not I'm not acting. I'm just doing like music for like music. I mean for uh, movies and TV. Right now I'm okay. working I'm doing the scoring for uh this documentary that sh- it's probably gonna come out late, late, late this year, like December, but it's a uh, Patagonia is doing this really cool series on uh, hemp farmers. Mm-hmm. You know, the brand Patagonia, the outdoor yeah. brand. So, like, I'm doing the music for that. So, that'll come out later this year. Congrats but on that's, that. Yeah, thank you, man. Thank you, man. So, like, that's, like, my first dipping my toes in that water. So, my same buddy who hooked me up with that, he he's out here in L.A. with me, too. So, he's, you know, out here going to try to introduce me. To, you know, schedules depending try to introduce me to some people that are actively working in that world because that's a network that I don't really have but I want to get into it so we'll see we'll see what happens in, over the next couple of days but yeah man that that's the only thing on that front that I have in progress right now mm-hmm. Tony Thames is there anything else you want to let the audience know and the listeners tuned in know especially later yeah. on when they tune into the interview as well yeah man listen I have a, 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 a very a very interesting and and lengthy existing discography right now. And I would love people to, to take go revisit time. it. 
and tap in, man, because it's it's a it's a lot of different vibes, a lot of different energy. And like like when you asked about going back to the fun stuff, it's because I got into this zone where I was really enjoying like making more uh rec- introspective, like acoustic guitar type songs, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was having a lot of fun doing it until one of my homies, what actually my girl actually, <laughs> she was like, Hey, like uh your songs have been kind of sad recently. You good? And I was like, I'm fine. <laughs> And I, and it, but I didn't think about it, like, because I forget that, like, when I write songs, like, they're not, they're, they're rarely ever about what I'm going through in the moment. I just tap back into memories, tap back into situations and find creative ways to tell those old stories. So when she asked me that, I was like, wait, I hope people don't think I'm like, like, like down bad right now. Some shit <laughs> like that, you know what I mean? I was like, I'm, I feel great. I'm doing great in life. <laughs> so I was like, let me make an album that reflects that in the moment but like yeah man i i, I that would be my number one thing to ask people is just go on spotify go on apple and just tap it man it's a lot of, i make a lot of cool songs a lot of interesting songs very all over the map and that's you know what to, to answer your question from earlier that would be the interesting thing about me on the music side as an artist that i want people to let you i got songs on full-blown rap and I got songs where you can hear me be sad and play acoustic guitar. <laughs> so the the, 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 the the yeah, the diversity is that is that broad. So yeah, man, that's that's what I would want people to do. Just go tap in, man. It's it's a, it's an interesting discography. It's a lot of different emotions, a lot of different vibes. So go check it out. Go check that out, Tony. Thanks. I want to thank you for coming on the show here today. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate your time. Of course, man. Keep grinding. Keep going. Your time is near. You're already working. You're already making connections. You're already in this thing. Just keep going. Keep working. I'm looking forward to upcoming to to the upcoming music that you have coming out soon. Shout out to Richard Dean and Grunge Cake for helping coordinate this as well. Correct. Correct. The homies, man. They've been showing love for many, many years. I I really appreciate all of them. I really appreciate it. Shout out to them. And and let the, the audience know where they can follow you on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all that. All three are Tony Thames underscore. Tony Thames underscore. Yeah, there's there's literally on each platform, there's already one Tony Thames. <laughs> <laughs> and as I was like, fuck it, I got to put the You got to differentiate right yourself yeah, somehow. Three, differentiate. Yeah, yeah. yeah Tony, Tony Thames underscore everywhere. Make sure you give him a follow. Tony Thames, thank you again for coming on the show. Enjoy Thanks, the rest man. of your day. Enjoy LA, and especially, you know, Crack it man, I'm about to. I'm about to. I'm about to. <laughs> <laughs> it looks nice out there. About, it's beautiful today. Beautiful day today. Beautiful day. Go so, enjoy yeah, man, it, man. You, thank you for your time. Man. Have a good evening too, bro. You too, man. I appreciate it. Later. Later, man.